Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the March 29th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by Big Marcel over there in the Netherlands. What's going on, big man? How's it going? Oh, what's up, man? I'm going well. Going all good. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, another great card in the weekend, UFC 260 in the books. Uh, no UFC this week, Marcel, by the way. Might as well mention off the top. Tomorrow, there's not a preview podcast, but... Marcel's going to join me. We'll figure out something to talk about, Marcel. We'll, there's lots of, there's always something to talk about. So we'll, we'll find something to talk sure. about. And on Thursday, uh, AJ Shu will be joining me. We're going to break down Bellator, me and AJ on Thursday. Um, but we'll probably end up talking about Bellator tomorrow too, especially their rankings, which we will probably get into today. I know Marcel's mm-hmm. got some, uh, some strong opinions potentially about those rankings. So that'll be fun to talk about. But um, we got to get through this card, man. I mean, UFC 260, right? Like pretty solid card. Now, picks wise, Marcel, I actually had a good week for once. I think this is the first week I beat you, so I went nine and one. I think a lot of people thought Bukowski's won. I think I could have went ten and zero, man. I, I thought he won that fight too. It was a close fight, but you know, most like if you look at the media rankings, like almost everyone thought he won the fight. It was close, but uh, it could have been a ten and zero night. I know Nick uh, Kalikas went ten and zero, our big boss man. He, he got all his picks right. I think Mike's and May picks also went ten and zero. So there were some people that had some really uh, big nights, Marcel. Um, I know. You had some some maybe not some great picks this week, but I'm sure you'll bounce back on the next five, part. Five. Yeah, but you'll bounce back. I mean, you were in, you were in the lead for like the first month, pretty much in the rankings, um, the staff rankings. So I think we're both like I think actually we're tied now. If I'm not mistaken, I was looking at it today. I was trying to calculate the uh, the numbers. We might be tied now. So we still got what nine months left, man. So many more fights to pick. So lots of time to get through those but uh like, like i told you before as long as i know don't get last place i'm all good <laughs> dude i was second last last year so i i told you i was like please don't be in last i tried so hard not to be i think cole ended up being last by like one point it was really close last year so it is what it is i mean everyone that's in the staff pool is definitely good at picking fights so um let's go through the fights man and let's start with the main event let's start with it francis mm-hmm. and um i i got this one right you know i, I thought he'd make those improvements and, and we saw them in the fight not only did we know that he was going to have the more power of the feed, but he showed improved wrestling, which was the biggest key for me. Like, that was really impressive to see him sprawl in that takedown attempt, Marcel. And then not only that, but basically take down Miocic himself, um, throw the leg kicks. We've never seen that from Francis. Throw a high kick. When have we ever seen that from Francis? And then obviously knock out Stipe. Uh, and show a lot of patience too, Marcel. Not going out in the first round and blowing his load, but going to the second round and, and winning the fight. I was obviously really impressed by his performance. Um, talk about the knockout, man. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, like I said, right, I picked Biotic to win the fight. I didn't expect uh, Francis to keep his patience and uh, to sprawl a takedown and that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't expect that at all. So when he did that, I was like, yeah, there's going to be probably a, a tough night for Stipe. And yeah, Stipe made a mistake, man. He got caught, um, tried to, to catch uh, Francis, and he thought he caught him. And then he went forward without any defense and he got one uh got a hammer in his face and then he got a hammer when he was on the ground already out so um yeah good performance by francis what else can we say right and uh Stipe, um yeah he will probably take some time off right i was happy to see that he was doing well yeah. and uh man what a classy guy man uh oh, yes. and his, uh, he always is and uh, again you know uh, with a statement that came out like four or five hours ago i think um yeah, what can we? What can I say? How can you not love Stipe, right? And yep. now Francis. Francis is a guy the UFC definitely wants as a champ, you know, and he deserves it. You know, he, he got that knockout power that that uh, 
that that thing that have that some heavyweights have that you have to only get one shot in your face and you're done you know and and Gano has that power you know so uh a very marketable as well i think also for the casual fans not just for for the hardcore fans but for the casual fans as well so it uh, turns out to be good for the ufc and uh, Gano deserved it so we're all credit to him man yeah absolutely so we have both guys talk about here let's say francis for one second because there's a lot to talk about francis and john jones but let's talk about stipe quickly what's what's next for him that's the biggest question right because uh, he's coming off a brutal knock loss he could he's gonna turn 39 this year he could retire he could stay at heavyweight and fight someone else i don't think he's getting an immediate rematch which sucks because uh, he probably deserves it based on what well, he did sorry. but he won't get it because there's other options the other option mm -hmm. Derek brunson threw this out there 205 pounds i'm not sure if he can make that weight but he only came in at 234 he's not that much bigger than like a guy like Alexander Rakic, who weighs about 240 and cuts to 205, from what he said. Having said that, Stipe's 39 years old, right? Go ahead. Yeah, Alexander Rakic is a little bit younger than Stipe, right? It's, it's he's 10 years you younger, exactly. exactly. Cut down like that, you know? And yeah. if you always fought at 260, at 260, not at 265, but at heavyweight, you know? And uh, didn't fall at 205, it's hard, I think, you know? I mean, it's not DC. DC was like, uh, a, a bit a big light heavyweight you know and Stipe is like uh not a not a big heavyweight but just in the middle of it but like like junior dos santos was also always a 235 ish and uh you know what i mean but um i think the, the most the, the the fight that probably makes the most sense right now is a fight with curtis blades that's likely what the, i don't know if Stipe wants that fight I, i'm pretty sure curtis wants that fight but um that's what makes most sense but it depends on when Stipe comes back you know if Stipe yeah. comes back over in, in a year and let's say Nganu fights let's say Nganu fights you know and he fights John Jones and for example he loses I don't say he will but for example he loses and then John Jones fights against Derek Lewis and Derek Lewis loses as well and then there is no option anymore oh there's blades maybe but maybe there's no option Organ yeah. is maybe further in his career. I don't know, but then Miosi still can can fight. You know, you you don't know what's happening. You don't know what the UFC wants. You don't know what Miosi wants. So it's really hard, I think. I I hope this isn't the end of his career. I still think he has something to Same. give his sport. You know, like he just yeah, came well, off two wins over Cormier. Like he's not complete written off yet. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? Yeah, sorry, I, I keep interrupting you, man. What, what the hell were the people saying? Like he has to retire right I now? I know. Oh, I don't man. like it either. You know, it's, it's like one fight. <laughs> And it's not only that, but it's like two days ago or three days ago, I should say, people were like really on the fence on this fight. Like most people were, you know, split down the middle. It was basically a 50 50 mm -hmm. fight, you know? Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden, Stipe sucks. Like it makes no sense to me. I know he got knocked out. I picked, I think, I thought he would get knocked out, but I don't think he should retire necessarily. If he wants to retire, that's one thing, but I don't think he should be forced to. You know what I mean? Like if it's if he wants to though, then I would support it. Obviously, I don't think he wants to retire though. Based on his comments, it's like he wants to take a few months off, relax, yeah. recover, spend time with his family. But having said that, he is thirty nine, turning thirty nine, I should say. So realistically, he probably only does have one or two fights left. But in a year from now, Marcel, when he comes back, if he does come back, there will be other fights for him available. New fights will emerge. For so sure. right now, there's no point even really talking about it. Let's talk about the other side of the coin. Let's talk about Francis now, okay? Let's get yeah. let's get into Francis. <laughs> I gotta be honest, man. Dana White's comments really, really surprised me. You know, he's throwing a lot of fighters under the bus, but it didn't make sense to throw John under the bus. That's the fight you want to promote. You're saying he's scared and then he, he wants to go to 185 now? He was the one, John, Dana White was the one telling John, move up to heavyweight, go for another belt. I want you to do this. Dana was the one who said John Jones was getting the, the winner of this fight. And now he's like, oh, he's scared of him, he doesn't want to fight him. 
yeah, it's all, listen, guys, it's all about contract negotiations. That's what it comes down to, Marcel. It comes down to the money. But John Jones, he's really pissed off, guys. And he's on Twitter today. He deleted his tweets, Marcel, but I got them. <laughs> please cut yeah. me. He said, please cut me. Let me go. I, I feel really disrespected by the organization. I can't blame the guy for feeling that way. He's the He is the greatest fighter of all time. I know the PED thing, guys. Fair enough. You want to call him number two to GSP? Fair enough. But to me, John's the best fighter I've ever seen in my life. He's the greatest fighter ever. And for Dana White to make those comments was pretty, pretty uh, disrespectful, I thought. So give me your thoughts on that. I'm going to get to these comments in the chat in a second, guys. I just want to get Marcel's thoughts on Dana White uh, kind of throwing John under the bus there, gaslighting him. And Dana White should change his name and full of shit. You know, I mean, the dude always uh, spits bullshit all the time, you know. Um, he obviously was saying, like, uh, Derek Lewis should be next for Ngannou because he doesn't want to pay Jones any more money. That's pretty obvious. And, I mean, uh, you can make a case Derek Lewis deserves a title shot. I don't have a problem with it, you know. But uh, from a selling point, what Dana always says, from a selling point, you know, from a selling point, that won't do any great great numbers, I think, for the, for the simple reason that many people have still that first fight in their mind between Lewis and Ngannou. I don't say it will go the second time the same the same way. Probably not. But Jones against Ngannou is so such a bigger, so such much a I know. bigger fight. I just you know don't understand I mean? why he started promoting Lewis. I don't get it at all. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. it's a good fight, but not when Jones. Yeah. If, if he had beaten Jones, then it's like okay, Lewis is next in line. But this is the fight to make. Like, you have a this is the biggest fight in UFC history. I think. I think it's the biggest fight they could make. I really do. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It, this is two million pay per views, guys. So. John's right. He said something yesterday about it's a great quote. Actually, he said, "Spend a little to make a lot." It's a great quote. You know, it's true. Dana White, they can give him. I don't know what John wants for this fight, but I guarantee you that whatever they pay him, it's not enough because MMA fighters don't get paid enough. Um, and I just think that, that they're blowing it if they don't make this fight because John wants the fight. It's clear he wants the Man, fight. Go ahead. If you can put one million dollars on Ben Askren defeating Jake Paul, you can. You can. Uh, give the fighters more money to this is a huge fight man how much you think the USC will make when they put on this fight a lot so you know much. what I mean and they, and they are back with uh, they're gonna go with uh, with fans again right and and uh, full crowds so <laughs> I, really I know. don't understand it man it's just stupid man and uh, they're really cutting in his own fingers here, I think, Dana, man. I, I don't know why he does that or whatever, but... I just don't just get to... it. Like, there's always the flavor of the week, and Francis is the new flavor. You know, I get it, but you didn't need to throw John under the bus. I'm not defending John. It just didn't make sense to me because you mm -hmm. would want to promote that fight and be like, guys, this is the fight. We're going to do John Jones. Like, this is the biggest fight of, of all time. Like, that's what fans wanted to hear. It wasn't, mm, he's scared, but we're going to get Derek Lewis in there. And don't get me wrong, Derek Lewis is, is, is a good fight. I'd like to see the rematch because the first fight obviously wasn't very good, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Go ahead. Yeah, but we said John Jones is scared. And you're stupid if you didn't say that what John Jones is scared. I mean, the guy is arguably the best mixed martial artist ever. I, I mean, uh, I, you can argue he's maybe two or three, or three, but definitely top three. You know what I mean? And also, man, people are like, Ghan uh, is going to destroy him. Listen, man, the guy you got to you got to understand the last two fights of him against Reyes and against Santos. I don't think John was really motivated, no motivation. You know? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, either. exactly. Yeah. And this is yeah. a different challenge, a new challenge, a heavyweight belt on the line uh, against a very, uh, a very dangerous opponent. You know, so I think John will be different in this fight. You know, there will be a different challenge here. Yeah, bro, this is to me is like one of the most intriguing fights they could ever make. Like, it's such a great fight. Like, I want to see these guys fight so bad. 
I personally, I'd rather see him fight in the big cage, by the way. I, I think for Jones's game with the way he moves, I think it'd be better in the bigger cage, which they would do with fans. They wouldn't do the small cage. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's get some comments here, guys. All right, let's start with this one from Straight Wager. Francis hit Stevie with everything through jabs, hooks, uppercuts. Low, man, he looked amazing. Like it was I, I had a feeling he was gonna show some new skills in this fight, guys, but man, that was it was really impressive. Kevin, the big loser of these last two pay-per-views is Jones. He wanted to uh Either Izzy at 205 or Stipe at 265, he gets neither. No chance he wants France heavyweight. Man, I don't agree. I think he does want the fight. Like, I really do, you know? But well, we'll see if it happens. Let, Go ahead. Jones is so much more complete than Francis Ngannou as a fighter, man. I don't understand why people say Jones will because lose to Because it's all recency because, bias, bro. It's recency yeah, bias. Whatever you see yeah, but, uh, but it's it's dead as stupid, man. Yeah. Use your mind. You know what I mean? And it's not too, too discovered, by the way, but it's just in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, Francis can knock him out. Of course. But you got to look a little bit further than just... It's the same thing with Kevin Holland against Derek Brunson in, in a different way. Also, people will say bumps in here and he can't win and this and that. Man, he... he two checks let's get these comments yeah. marcus marcus messaged me today and he said he wanted to ask this okay so let's go for it marcus mm -hmm. if derek lewis has a win who has a win over francis and calls maki kawalu also manages jones and says to date uh, to call dana white to lobby for him to fight francis next what do you think kawa does that's the that's a great question because they represent both the guys that are probably going to fight francis next either uh lewis or, or jones what do you do if you're Kawas? I think you would try to get the bigger fight, quite frankly. I think you would try to do that John Jones fight. So I think that's what they want to do. Um, Marcel, you still there? Looks like he's froze on us, guys. Unless I'm the one frozen. Hopefully that's not me. Marcel, you there? Okay, you froze. Yeah, man, what's up? No, you froze for a <laughs> okay. okay. Your finger was like, your finger was on the camera. It was weird. Um, Kenshiro says, I told everyone three years ago, uh, Nagano would beat Stipe in a rematch. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Just age, man. Age is an unfair game in, in in life you know father times undefeated that's what they always say kevin's just gonna reply to his comment he said i'm not saying jones wouldn't have a chance i'm saying the way he manages his career i i agree but i mean he's on twitter saying i want the fight cut me because you're disrespecting me like you guys really like do people really think he wants to get cut because he's scared of fighting for i mean he's fought everyone man he's fought like i'm you know what i'm gonna do right now let's do this I'm gonna show you guys something, okay? He, he no disrespect to Francis, but he fought bigger challenges, man, in, in at light heavyweight. And maybe this is the biggest challenge at heavyweight. Yeah. But he fought more accomplished fighters at light heavyweight, man. Yeah, and I'm not saying maybe I'm not, not saying Kevin. You said uh, Kevin. I'm not saying you said he was scared. What Dana did. Look who he's fought, guys. He's fought literally the best fighters in the world for the last ten years. Like these are the best fighters in the world. And I know a lot of them are old now, but at the time they were the best fighters in the world. And he beat them all. He smashed them all except for <laughs> Matt Hamill's head of steel. But I mean. This is impressive. It's the most, it's incredible resume. And yeah. this Jones right here in 2011, this guy that I was at that fight in Toronto where he submitted Machida, that was like the height of his career. And I was at that fight in Toronto too where he beat Vitor. And I was at the fight where he beat Gustafson. I mean, that that was the greatest fight of all time. Like that's the greatest fight of all time. He was half of that fight. Like the greatest fight in MMA history. He's not scared of anyone, guys. He wants to get paid fairly. And I hope the UFC pays him. There was a, a story that came out the other day about the Reebok deal. It's over now, right? They had been paid $70 million. They only gave up $39 million. What happened to the other $31 million, Marcel? That was all supposed to go to the fighters. So use that money, give it to John. Give him the $31 million and, and that's it. Let's get some more comments here. Can, or, uh, Daniel, hey, how's it going, man? He says, UFC business model has done a great job of eradicating the elite money makers. Seems like it caters to middle class. ESPN stream money's so consistent gain it post yeah they're making a lot of money now you're right that's a good point actually daniel they have a lot more guaranteed money now than they used to that's a great point 
And sure, Jones wants 25 to fight. The Gone UFC wants, yeah, they want to pay him like probably 5 million. Um, I think he wants, I, I heard 20 million. I don't know if that's true, but like that seems reasonable, doesn't it? Like, guys, like that's super reasonable. Like, look how much boxers make, Marcel, like the top boxers. They make like almost 100 million, some of these guys. So to me, like 20 million is underpaid, if anything. It's, it's funny the the USC want to say they want to grow the sport, but they don't want to grow the pay. You know they don't want I mean? to grow the pay. It's it's a, it's it's the worst part of that and the weight cutting are two things that really bother me about the sport: the low pay and the weight cutting. Mm-hmm. Daniel says, "In fairness, none of this know the, the number John's asking for." It's, that's true too. I mean, for what I heard, it was twenty million, but that could be wrong. Maybe he's asking for fifty million, and Dana's like, "I don't want to do that. I don't know." But I still think they're going to make the money back. You know, um, Ken Shiro says Jones and Gano. 88-12 money bet. I love how Nagano's minus 137, 137 line. Yeah, but it's up now. It's like minus 200 something. It was like one, minus 137 the other day. Now it's it's up. And to be honest with you, I think, again, recency bias. Like, are we forgetting John Jones has never been an underdog except for his first fight against Andre Guzman in his debut when he was like 19 or 20 years old? He's never been an underdog since then. So to me, it's like there's value on John Jones as an underdog just based on that alone. But I mean, I'm not saying I'm picking him, guys. I mean, I have to think about the fight, but. I just think people are people are forgetting how people are forgetting how great John Jones is. It's crazy. John Jones, the greatest ever, yeah. and they're forgetting Marcel. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah, but I always have to think about when people uh um, thinking like maybe John Jones had that great. Do you remember what the Brandon Vera said uh pre-fight about John Jones? He's like, so now we're gonna see if the hype is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was perfect. <laughs> and Shiro's right, though. It says two. That's as I said. I agree. Two million pay reviews. Two million times um, sixty or seventy dollars. What is that? That's. I, I mean, you guys could do the math. I'm not good at math, but I mean, it seems like a lot of money, right? Glenn says <laughs> this guy's picture always makes me laugh. He says Jones is moving up, so it's probably smarter for him to take a warm up fight. That's the other thing. Like, I, I kind of agree with that too, but at the same time. Here's the risk involved. If you give him a warm, just say you warm him, warm him up against Derek Lewis, you might get knocked out, right? So like, it's kind of risky, you know. I know what you're saying though. Damon says 25 million, no way. You know, I know what you guys are saying like it might seem like a lot for MMA standards, but when you compare it to other pro sports, these guys are paid so little, it's crazy. Like 25 million is not a lot. Like there's really shitty like baseball players that make that much money. Like terrible basketball players. They sit on the bench and play five minutes like a, a season and they get paid like 20 million dollars guys like like al horford on the thunder they told him to go home he gets paid 30 million dollars a year and they said just train at the uh, practice facility you don't even have to play anymore like it's crazy man and i understand the nba is a bigger sport i get it but come on like they've got to pay these fighters more and the fighters are starting to see it now marcel they're starting to see hey we need to get a bigger piece of the pie mm-hmm. Ketchero says Jones will be a favorite. Yeah, I mean, that's possible too. I could definitely see like money coming in. I don't, I think the goal, he might close as a favorite if that fight does happen, though. I will say that. Um, Marcus, what do you see is Jones' path to victory? Oh, oh, for sure. Just staying on the outside and moving around and, and, and tiring Francis out, probably winning a decision, if I had to guess. Like, kind of like how he beat Santos and Reyes, just stay on the outside. You'll probably have to face some adversity. But Jones, by the way, Jones has an amazing chin, one of the greatest chins in MMA history, an iron chin. Like, he has an iron chin. He's never been hurt. I don't think he's ever been dropped. I, the only guy I ever rocked him, I think, was Machida, where he hit him with a straight left. That was the only – that was, like, 10 years ago. When does he ever get hit? He, he really doesn't. Reyes, yes, I would say you hurt him a little bit, but I think Jones has an amazing chin. In a big cage, I would give Jones a bigger, bigger edge. In a smaller cage, as a tougher fight for him, but it looks like they're going to the big cage again, guys. So I think that does help John out. I really do. The cage matters, believe it or not. That does play a factor in these fights. 
Kinsler says 140 million plus ad sponsorship, Venom deals, ESPN monthly payments. Let's be generous. Yeah, easily 200 million. They're making a lot of money, guys. I mean, that's the, <laughs> I think you're being low, bro. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Marcus says, John Jones and France never sold over 1 million pay per view fight. I, I, that is true. Jones has never been like a massive pay per view neither, but you know, the fights with Cormier did pretty well. And I think this fight would be big. It's just one of those fights, like you said, Marcel, it's not just for hardcore fans. Casual fans look at that poster and see um, Nagano on it. He's so marketable, right? And then Jones, obviously, you know, just everything speaks for, for itself, like the, the title defenses, all the records, everything. So, I, I mean, to me, that could do 2 million periods. I really do think it could. I think it easily breaks a million, like no, no doubt. Like that's, that's the bottom end. Anyways, you know, I just want to see this fight personally, but it just looks like there's a lot of hiccups. Anyone else has anything else you guys want to say about this fight before we move on? Throw them in the chat. Anything else you want to say about Francis and, and uh, Stipe or John Jones? Anything? Marcel, you there? I mean, no, no, I don't have anything to add. Okay, cool. Vicente Luque defeats Tyron Woodley. I told you not to pick Woodley, man. Why'd you do it? Don't pick Woodley. I, I, he's, he's got nothing left, bro. He doesn't. He's in, he's I disagree. Dude. I kind of disagree. He, he does can, very well, man. How did he do or, well? I mean, he he, he rocked UK with one punch. That's all he did, man. He did. Yeah, do well. I I think he did pretty well, man. Until it was he, a good fight. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Listen, yeah, I respect him. I, mean. I respect it for going on the shield. Like he went in there and was like, "Let's let's win this fight." So I I I I, I respect that. But I Marcel, I'm not saying he can't beat guys. You know, I mm -hmm. think he could still. I don't think they should tell him to retire. Like Dana White was saying, he should retire. But I just think against a guy like Luke, he has no chance against a guy like that, man. I'm sorry, but at this point uh, in his career, you know, I, I can't see that fight going any other way. You, you know, you know what really shocked me that they gave a fight of the night bonus for it. It was a fun fight, but I thought they, they would do uh, Azatar and Barrio because it was a three round fight, right? A lot of people thought that would be fight of the night, maybe. Or were you thinking yeah, four bonuses? Eh? Yeah, I expected bonuses because the UFC is yeah. not really a fan of Woodley, so I was. I know, but it was a great, it was a great fight. It was one. Oh, of it was. It was like uh, that Francisco Rivera and John Lineker fight. Remember that fight? Yeah, that one like, round. Yeah, like two minutes. Round, it was yeah. just amazing. Or like Cyborg and Amanda Nunes. Like just for as long as it lasted, it was amazing. So mm -hmm. no problem with fighting. I think I think both guys. I mean, geez, Luke, man. Let's talk about Luke here. What's next for him? Because nine of ten wins now. Only lost to Wonder Boy. What are you thinking? Michael like you call it Nate Diaz. You think that that happens? Nah, Michael Chiesa should be next for That's him. what I was thinking, only, too. If you look at the rankings, it makes sense, Chiesa. It's yeah. the only one that makes sense. The others are either booked or they're not going to accept the fight against Luque. So uh, Nate Diaz also not going to accept the fight. So, I mean, Chiesa is probably the only fight that makes sense. And I like it, man. I mean, it's, um, it's a good style matchup, I think, for both guys. It's, a, it's really good. So, um, yeah, I would love to see it. And... Uh, Man, look at the great man. He got tagged, uh, tagged Woodley. Woodley was pretty much almost out on his feet, and uh, then he put it in the dash choke. Yeah, and, uh, he, he finished it. Great, and you saw Woodley tapped out, and actually he was already out while he tapped. So because he, he was literally out of it, so I know. It, it was uh, it was a great performance by Luke, man. And uh, for Woodley, I'd like to see Woodley if he stays in the UFC match him up against Robbie Lawler in rematch. Yeah, Kishiro says he picked Willie too, so he's like you, Marcel, but he can't take a punch. I still think he's got an okay chin, but I mean, yeah, he got rocked pretty bad. Luke's just really good, guys. I think it's more, it was a bad matchup. I think Woodley can beat fighters, but I, UFC, it sounds like they're cutting him or releasing him or whatever. Maybe it's going to be a mutual thing where it's not like a straight cut. Maybe they'll give him a little bit more respect than they, than they gave to Junior DeSantis. They just cut him and he found it on Twitter, I'm pretty sure, Marcel with Junior. 
hopefully they at least Woodley gets that respect. He's a former champion as well, but the UFC, the way they do, it's very ruthless, man. It's very heartless sometimes. And I mean, I, I said last week, Marcel, I said on this podcast, I was like, guys, next week I'm going to write the article. UFC cuts Tyron Woodley after four straight losses. Sounds like that's what's going to happen. Dana White didn't sound like he wanted to stay around. Let's get some comments here. Ken Shiro says, I want Usman versus Wonderboy after Usman beats Horde. Yeah, Us- like Wonderboy is such an interesting matchup, I think, personally. Um, here's, uh, you're talking about Bellator. Yeah, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk about tomorrow probably and, and Thursday with AJ. Thursday is going to be the full breakdown for Bellator 255. Um, today's a recap, but we will talk about the rankings a little bit because <laughs> we'll, we'll try to. If not, we'll talk about them tomorrow. Um, if you only knew, asked what's next for Stipe. We did talk about at the beginning of the podcast, man. Um, we really think just he's going to take some time off and just kind of reconsider what everything, you know. And I'm, I, I'm not convinced he's going to retire after this. I saw Joe Rogan said he's going to retire. I, I don't think so. I think he will fight again. I just don't know who it's going to be against. Here's a funny question. You guys see the drunk fan that said that Danny will fight for him soon? <laughs> yes, I did. I was just watching it today. Some drunk guy came in and was like, you know, Danny, like he threw his business card down or something and was like, I want to – I want to uh, fight for the UFC, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what's going on with that guy. Maybe they'll put him on contender. You know what? Ultimate fighter needs fighters, right? Put him in the ultimate fighter, <laughs> whoever this guy is. Um, Kevin, I think, I think uh, will these contracts up, so no cut, just be re-signed. Just won't be re-signed. Yeah, they'll say it's released, but you're right. It's like uh, contracts up, so. Tyron Willie fought sloppy by trying to get a quick knockout. He did, but he went on his shield, man. I, I respect that. He was going for the kill, man. You know, like, I, I I think a lot of people respected him for at least trying rather than, you know, Marcel just getting pressed against the fence for three rounds, which he could have did, but he went for it. Damon, comes down to we want to watch Willie fight. And I say, yes, that was entertaining. Yeah, I thought so too. A good gatekeeper. I agree, but it's like, I think he, I think he thinks he's still a contender. So we'll see. I mean, listen, if he is a free agent, he's going to have um, other options. Bellator is a possibility, but quite frankly, they said that they don't want to sign these older guys now. They said Romero and um, Johnson were kind of like exceptions to the rule. I'm not sure if they would bring Woodley, but he did fight for Scott Coker in, in Strike Force, so that would be an interesting fit for them. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing Woodley fight, for instance, uh, Michael Page. Like, that'd be a pretty interesting fight. At least you know he would make Michael do something, but. Or even Douglas Lima. Michael Page just, uh, by the way, number one contender in Bellator. Wow, that just says everything, eh? Like, just, you gotta be kidding me, guys. <laughs> I just saw that right before the podcast started. Like, we'll we'll what, talk about uh, the end of the show. I wanna, I wanna stick to 260 quickly, okay? Um, yeah. Retirement for Stipe, maybe. That was a brutal knockout, man. Those pictures of him, like the leg bent. It was like Crow Cop when he fought Gonzaga. Same thing with the leg bent That's over so also, yeah. Yeah. Only the Crow Cop was a little bit nastier with the ankle. Yeah, oh, that was brutal. That was one of the biggest shockers of all time, for sure. That $1 Willie head, knockout hedge, or my Luke Parley look-wise. Yeah, I mean, he does have a great iron chain, man. I mean, he's going to get knocked out at some point, though, guys. I, I guarantee you Luke will get KO'd. I don't think it would be by Kiesa, but I think if he fought someone like Wonderboy again, he could knock him out this time, possibly. It's kind of a weird matchup, right? It's all matchups, guys. All stylistic matchups. I always felt Steve was overrated. Come on, man. He's not overrated at all. Look at his resume. Don't say that about Stipe. I, no, I'm going to pull his resume out because I don't agree with that at all. Um, listen, I've, I haven't made great at picking his fight over the years. I've picked against him a lot. I, I, I'll say that. So I'm with you. But there's no way you can say this guy's overrated. I mean, he is, if anything, he's underrated. Like, look at his resume. It's great. Yeah, you can say these guys are old now, man. But at the time, they were the best guys in the world and he's beating them. Like, look at this resume. Daniel Cormier twice. Nagano. JDS. Overeem. Verd- I mean, this is incredible. Hunt. You know, just he's got a couple losses for sure. But everyone does in the heavyweight division. You can't say he's overrated, man. I think if anything, Stipe would be underrated, in my opinion. 
All right, let's go to let's do some uh, other fights here. Um, Sean O'Malley, let's talk about Sean's knockout. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I'm sitting there screaming at the TV in the first round. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's so cocky, right? Like, I get that, you know, he ended up getting the finish and everything. But, man, that could have been really bad. Like, we've seen guys lose because of mistakes like that, Marcel. You know? So, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, oh, thank you. Finally, somebody who says how it is. He's just cocky, man. And that's why he didn't finish in the first round. Because he was like, oh, look at me being cute, walking away and getting the KO with a walk-away KO. That was all there was, man. And I, I, I haven't said it in public because there are so many... O'Malley nut huggers, man. I don't know where, man. It's just annoying. And uh, he, he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong, man. He he has very technical striking. He looks good at what he does, you know. But uh, it's, I mean, Almeida, Almeida hasn't been looked the same since he fought Cody Garber and got knocked out in 2016. He lost four straight now. His last win is against Albert Morales, who has been cut from the UFC two and a half years ago or something. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's it, it was pretty much... An easy pick here for for I think for Adam for me as well uh, to go with O'Malley. Uh, he, he finished in the third round. Uh, I don't know what the referee was doing there again, but uh, that referee marks. What happened to this guy? A few months ago, we were like, this guy is the most underrated ref in the game. Now he's becoming the most overrated ref. Like he's blowing some of these calls, man. Dude, like late stoppages. A lot of late stoppages with this guy. And yeah. geez, someone's gonna get hurt. Since, I mean, that was since Bill Rogan. Pardon. Since he's been on Rogan. Yeah, it's funny because Joe was actually the one calling him out. He's like, what's this ref doing? Like, he was on his podcast, and now Joe's yeah. the last the last two pay-per-views because he also he also did that fight between Elon Cruz and Uros Medic, which was, yeah. like, way too late, a way late stoppage. And you, uh, DC and, and, and Rogan were screaming for him to stop the fight. And I get it, guys. The commentators shouldn't say that stuff. I, I know. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, Dan Hardy, that's probably one of the reasons he did get let go. But uh, – I don't really blame Joe because I think that was really late. But yeah, I mean, listen, it was a hand-picked matchup. You got the job done. But it's not like, you know, I mean, I think everyone was picking him here. You know, it's just the thing is, it's like Sean O'Malley's an injury risk. That's the problem with this guy. He, he could get hurt in any fight. That's the problem. Here's a great question, though. Who would you book to fight Sean O'Malley next? So that was a great question because after the fight, I was I said, Kyler Phillips, this guy sends you a message. He's like, dude, he's his teammate. I was like, damn it, because that would be such a sick fight, right? Or even Casey <laughs> yeah. Kennedy, his other teammate. But – the guy who's calling him out now is the guy who just beat his teammate, Dominic Cruz. He wants to fight Sugar Sean. That is a fucking great fight, guys. I want to see that fight, Marcel. What do you think? Yeah, I had three options for him. My first option initially was Song Zedong, um, just because of the striking. I think that would be a very fun fight. But I want Sean O'Malley's ground game being tested. So my second and third options are second option, Ricky Simone. Would be a perfect option, I think. Uh, we can see the the ground game of Sean there. Um, let, let's maybe knock him out. You know, we still don't know, so you don't know. And the third the third option would be uh, the winner of Cody Stamen against Marab Devalashvili. Both guys have been calling out Sean O'Malley for some time, so that would be great as well. I don't really see Dominic Cruz Sean O'Malley thing. I'm not really behind it, but if I Dominic be wants mad to fight. Why it. not though? I mean, he wants to fight. Yeah, uh, I know, but wouldn't be mad about it. But it uh, doesn't uh, interest me to be honest. Fair enough. Um, here's a question for you, by the way, Polish heavyweight. I was thinking about this guy because he had that sick Omoplata against uh, Arjun Buller. Do you know about? Didn't he get some trouble or something like some? I don't. know. He was, uh, wasn't he part of a hooligan? Yeah, yeah, hooligan or something, or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I I, I, is he on the roster? I don't know. <laughs> I also don't know. No, he, might be in, he might be in jail right now, man. He might be. Just He might be with Alonzo Menafield's brother in jail. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a second. He, that was funny. I love I love Alonzo. He's great. Yeah. Stipe only fought title. This is, I, don't, I 
Kenshiro, I know you're saying it's easy to look back and say that now, bro. I, I can't stand this line of thinking, though. It's it's not the right way to look at it, man. When he beat those guys, they were the number of contenders. They were the champions. Yeah, it's easy to look back and be like, oh, Kane and, and Arcane, sorry, JDS and Overeem, these guys are old, and Hunt. At the time, they were the best guys in the world, Marcel. So to me, I think Steve Bates had a great career, but we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that, Kenshiro. Let's, you're allowed to do your own opinion, obviously. Sugar uh, Slay Shot was nice. It was brutal. I'm happy the Sugar Show got recommissioned for another season. Love to watch him fight. Imagine Mark Smith and Chris Taglioni were the ref for every fight. I think Marcel would – he'd probably have an aneurysm if that happened. Marcel would be so angry. Um, I mean, Im imagine Chris Taglioni and, and Mark Smith refing all fights with commentary of DC and Rogan. Man, oh, that would man. be something. That'd be fun. Um, let's go to the other fights here. Miranda Maverick, a girl I told you guys I'm super high on. Love this girl. She's so good. And I love this matchup for her, and she got the job done. I don't agree with the scorecards, by the way, 30-27. That's like horrible. It. That's a terrible scorecard. It's clearly 29-28. Robertson yeah. obviously won the second round. And as someone who had money on, on Maverick, I was like, oh, man, this is it's getting sketchy if she gets taken down again. But she would have won either way. But I like this girl, man, and she's young. She's 23 years old. She's calling out Antonina Shevchenko now. What do you think of that fight? Perfect fight for her, yeah. man. We saw Antonina... No ground it's game. Really, really no striking base, but no ground game. Yeah, so it's perfect fight. Perfect call out. Anthony has in the ranking, so it's a perfect call out. Awesome. Uh, here, Jose. He says uh, Adam said he's uh, Adam Wejerick uh, back on Instagram. That's good. You would you probably okay. know more than us. If you're talking to him on Instagram, you would know more than me. <laughs> um, will Buchecha make his one debut against? I don't know who that is. Who that? He was supposed to fight uh, Rourke Rourke for Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not happening. So I don't know who he's fighting. Man, no idea. Yeah. Okay. Here's another fight. Uh, Jamie Malarkey called this one, guys. Underdog upset. I even said in my breakdown, there's a chance he could knock out Worthy because he has no chin. It's really frustrating to be a talented fighter with no chin. It really is because I guarantee you this guy kills it in training. He's probably a super talented guy in training. We've seen it in his fights. He's two and two now, but he has no chin. It's really sad. Um, there's a guy named uh, Jonathan Goulet who was a friend of mine who used to fight in the UFC. Um, and the same problem with him, guys. You know, he just had no chin. He was a great fighter, the talented guy, and just had no chin. So it's unfortunate. Marcel, you still there? Uh, can you guys see Marcel? I can't see him. Just let me know in the comments. Something's uh, going on with him. Ken Shiro says, why is Kamzat forced to fight? Yeah, I saw that. Um, the whole thing about the blood and, and the cancer is pretty sad. Uh, let's see. I see in the comments here. Okay, my, mine went through. Is Marcel not here, guys? You would know. I'm going to remove him and then add him back. Marcel, you there? Yeah, he's not there. Why did Young and Malarkey, who were able to... Uh... There you are, Marcel. Hey, why did Young and Malarkey... It's okay. We're able to fight, but Riddell and Alex couldn't. Yeah, I don't understand that. I agree with you completely. It's very weird. I don't know what happened there. But anyways, Malarkey is great, though, man. I mean, he is. he's pretty under. He's pretty underrated, I think. Um, not great. I shouldn't say great, but he's underrated because... Quite frankly, if he had won that fight on the judges' scorecards, he would have been favored to win this fight. And I think, you know, again, worthy the chin is a huge problem. How about this guy, Fab, uh, Fabio Chirac, attacked over by Alonzo Menafield, Devon Pruchok. I thought he – or sorry, I should say Avon Pruchok, excuse me. Get it right. Marcel, he should have got the bonus, don't you think? I agree, but I disagree with you that it's a fun proof joke. It's a fun flu joke, man. Keep, keep, let Jason keep his inv invention, man. Come on. 
I mean, imagine you invent a, a submission as being the Martin choke, and then I do it three times, and they call it the Dorf choke. That just sucks, man. No, <laughs> well, the I mean? Dorf choke is actually sounds like a great choke. The Dorf choke, I love that. The Martin choke, no, not so much. That just sounds like I'm choking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, long, this was such an easy matchup. You guys heard me break it down with AJ last week. This fabulous Sri Lanka has got. He's just not very great, honestly. Um, he got the call to the UFC good for him, short notice. But I mean, I expect him maybe to lose both his fights and get cut. I don't think he's that great. I mean, who really holds on to side control like that? What was he thinking, Marcel? The guillotine from side in, in this level of the game. We're 2021 now, guys. You can't do that. And Alonzo is so physically strong, man. Um, what do you think next for him? I didn't think about this, but what, what do you think? Do you think he gets a top 15 guy now? It's hard to say, man, because Alonzo lost his last two fights. So, and uh, a win against Fabio Charan. I know. Was a, made his debut. It's it's hard to say. I mean, oh yeah. By the way, this is a great point. You're right. Short notice guy. I agree with that too. It's just an impressive choke. I, that's why we give, would have given it to him. But it's all it's okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I'd say give him Gamzatov if he has as he has no uh, issues with the with advisor. You know, um, Gamzatov was supposed to fight Devin Clark. Devin Clark is now fighting Kuchelaba, I think. Or let him fight. Yeah, you can't let him fight the winner of Clark Kuchelaba because if Clark wins, he has already fought against Clark. So. Maybe Oleksiychuk. I don't know. Sure. You could do that fight too. Yeah. I think that guy should really drop down weight class. Might as well talk about his fight right now. I mean, you guys know I could have, I did have money on Bukowskis, but for me, it was a close fight. Could have went either way. It seems like most people thought Bukowskis won, so that one kind of hurt a little bit. What, who did you score for that one, that fight, Marcel? I had 29 28 for Bukowskis, and I had some uh, pretty uh, uh, annoying comments on, on on my Twitter, man, with some people were upset that I uh, said something about the coach of Oleksiychuk telling his father he was, uh, he, he told his father three times that he won the five, first round 10-9. And I was like, dude, why would you say that if it's not clear, you know? And I get some Polish people, or I, yeah. I, I don't know, uh, like, uh, dude, he is uh, the, the legend trainer, he knows better than you. Is after, of course, after the fight, they come after me like, you see, he, he had it right. And it's like, listen, guys, I'm not talking shit about the coach. I'm just saying if it's not 100% sure your fighter won 10-9, you shouldn't tell your fighter you won 10-9. You should probably say, like, it's close. Yeah, I um, agree. They shouldn't lie to the fighters. I hate when corners do that. Uh, Ken Shiro says, don't bet your hopes on him. No, I won't. I mean, I still think he's got a lot of holes in this game in the cardio. You guys know I was picking Knight against him, too, so... I, I'm, but I thought he looked great. I just thought Medifield looked better than he ever has physically and in the fight. Um, Bubakar, he beats uh, Jared Gooden by decision. I mean, this that fight pretty much went exactly what I, I thought would. Gooden has no takedown defense. I think they'll probably end up cutting Jared Gooden after this fight. He just he didn't do anything in the fight. That's the problem, right? He didn't do anything. And also, he he did make weight. He he was he came on the scale of 0.5 pounds, and then he went and made the weight an hour later. I think that might have hurt him in the fight, Marcel, because it looked like he was. The conserving energy for nothing like he didn't do anything in this fight it was really weird performance by him um two other fights on the car Omar Morales defeats Shane Young again Shane Young I don't know what was with him wasn't the same guy we've seen I, I thought Morales would win but I just thought we'd have a more game Shane Young and then the opening fight you guys know I called this one Marc-Andre Barrio man so many people on Azatar I just didn't see it man the three-year layoff the guy's just not great no cardio no cardio Marcel he got five minutes of car he was gassed after the first round Ali Abdelaziz was in his corner. It was like, come on, bro, come on. <laughs> He's yelling at the guy. He's like, come on, wake up, man. Marcel, brutal matchup. Mar How good is this Barrio guy? I think he's pretty good. People, I don't think, give him enough credit. I think he's pretty good. What do you think, Mark andre Barrio? He was obviously better than Azaitar, but... Uh, he's got good cardio, I, man. Good. He's tough. Yeah, never, never knocked out, you know? Listen, I'm just not so Canadian fighters that are good, man. We have no Canadians to look forward to anymore, so this is the one guy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm just not sold on him, but he did very well. He deserved to win this fight. I had a 10 7 round in the yeah. third. Yeah. So, yeah. That fight so, should have uh, yeah. by the way. I don't know what ref was that. I can't remember who it was. Jared Valel. Well, he's not, he's another ref who's not very good, honestly. Although I will say this, he is, I believe, a Canadian ref. So when he went in there, I'm like, okay, he's gonna give all Mark Andre Barrel the favorable positions in this fight. But uh Man. Yeah, it was a it was a good fight. I'm I'm like, if you don't stop that fight uh, 90 min, 90 seconds before rounds end, don't stop it four seconds before rounds end. Yeah, I know what you're saying it's just it's bizarre. <laughs> Um, Dale says I'm impressed by Blue Card. Yeah, he looked good, man. He looked way better than I thought on the feet. Because I, I said I was wrong about that. I did say that if it stays standing, Gooden would win. But man, he looked really good. No worries at all, man. No worries at all. Um, I think it's Marcel though. Is it me, guys? Let me know. Because if it's me, it could be. What uh, was it? You were just saying because there were like a few minutes ago you like went underwater, kind of. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was me or if it was you. But either way, mm-hmm. UFC 260, man. What else you want to talk about this card, man? Is that it? Is it in the books now? Are we, are we good? Can we move on? I think we can. Let's move on. Okay. You guys have any more questions about it, throw them in the chat, but let's move on. Um, we got to talk about the Bellator rankings because these came out today. Marcel wants to talk about them, so let's do it. So Bellator has rankings now. Um, they got the media to do them. There are some media in there that I really respect. John Morgan, Nolan King. These guys are some of the best in the world. There's other guys. I haven't looked at the whole list, actually. Um but yeah. number number one, I think it is a huge conflict of interest to be doing rankings because the fights get built off those. Therefore, the pay gets built off. Therefore, you're affecting someone's pay. That's why I've always said no to them. You know, if the UFC, when the UFC has them, I'm like, this is not something I want to be involved with, you know, because you're literally affecting their pay, the fighters, you know. So to me, there's a cause of interest there, Marcel. Now, as far as the rankings go, let's pull them out. I'm just going to pull them out. Go to... Uh, Get the website open. Basically, link? go ahead. What were you saying? Do you have a do you need a link? I have the link right now. I'm just opening it. I have the link. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm just gonna open it. We got it on DJ Pen. Put it up today. So they have top 10. It's not top 15. That's the first thing to say. Um mm-hmm. let me just close some of these ads. We have to run ads, guys. We have to get paid. So let's go through them. So pound for pound. Um, I have no problem with Pitbull obviously being number one. I think he's deserving, but I'm not sure about Nemkov at number two, man. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I know he has the win over Bader, but that's kind of kind of high, it seemed like. And then you have Corey Anderson in the top ten of your pound for pound. A lot of people were like, what the hell? So like how? Like, like, like seriously, by beating Melvin Manoff, my country man, yeah. it's way past his prime. No disrespect. I know. Even Phil Davis in your top ten of your pound, that seems this guy is way too low. Why is Douglas Lima number six? He should be higher. I mean, he's yeah. Even Bellator's own guys are underrating him now. That's crazy to me. But again, it's media that's doing it. But I just this, I just think that it's just it, they should have just did top five. I'm going to go through the divisions and show you guys why. The women's, I mean, you have Katz and Gano and Leslie Smith in your top ten. I mean, come on, like that's if they just did top five, it wouldn't look so bad. But when you add top ten, Denise Kielholtz, like Liz Carmouche, like people are going to look at that and laugh. And quite frankly, I think. Bellator, they have to like realize kind of like uh, what people's their perception of what it is. You know what I mean? Like I love Bellator, so do you, Marcel. We love MMA, but to a, to someone who's not a hardcore fan, they're looking at these rankings and probably like, who the fuck are these guys? You know? Like, yeah. Can you tell Can you tell me what those uh, stars after? As far as I think, are pound for pound. Actually, I don't know. What that isn't. I don't know what that is. Um, I copied that right from the Bellator website, by the way. So I'm not really sure yeah. what that's referring to. So I apologize for that. But I just copied literally from their press release. Um, but you got their heavyweight division, you got the light heavyweights. But I mean, like, guys, like 
who's Grant Neal? Like, I mean, I don't really, I think I've seen him fight once maybe. I don't really even know who that is. Alex Polizzi, I think I've seen him fight once. No, mm -hmm. who's Romero Cotton? I don't, who's Johnny Eblen? Who is that? I don't know who that is. Maybe it's- I mean, so how, how is Costello Van Steen is uh, under Fabian Edwards? He just beat him. Oh my God, you're right. That is, wow. Wow, that is, uh, and then someone sent me a message saying, dude, John Salter is their number of contender. He was a guy that couldn't cut in the UFC. He's actually a good fighter. I'll, I'll give him that, John Salter, but the perception is not good, man. If you're, fans are laughing at these rankings right now, Marcel. I saw the, I've seen what people said. They're laughing. I mean, who are these guys? Who's, who's Johnny Eaglin, Marcel? I don't know who that is. I don't know who I've he heard is. about. I've heard about him, yeah, but I mean, he's not established or whatever name, you know. And, and light heavyweight, remember that Scott Coca said they had the best light heavyweight division in the world. I know. Look at it. Look at it. Now, to be fair, this is not including the new guys that haven't made their debuts, like Romero Johnson. So let's be fair to them. We'll give them that that credit so these guys would fall out. But the fact mm -hmm. of the matter is, you're looking at it. Also, uh, yeah, I mean, like, who are these guys? Like, Christian Edwards, I think he's had, like, what, two fights in Bellator? Like, I don't know about that, man. You look down at some of these rankings, like Michael Page being a number one contender, a lot of people are not happy about that, I don't think. Um, like, I don't really know how he's ahead of Yaroslav Amosov. I think he's clearly, when you say Marcel, Amosov, number one contender. Yeah, for sure. And Paul Daly's not in the rankings, which pissed a lot of people off, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, people are confused. Like, Jason Jackson should be higher. He's really underrated. Coming off a win over Benson Henderson. And yet is ranked below Derek Anderson. How does that make sense? So not. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to rip the, the media too much because I, I think like a lot of like Nolan King, like he's great. I love Nolan, man. He's great. Dude, this is not this nothing personal, man. Yeah, this is just personal, our thing. You know what I mean, John? These guys are really good at their jobs. I just think it's it's not them. It's just the fact that Bellator doesn't really have the depth to be doing top ten. Like I got to be honest, I didn't know who this guy was, Alfie Davis. I had to ask Cole, and he's like, "Oh, he's a Bellator Europe guy." And yes, it does. Yeah. Show that I'm a little bit ignorant towards some of these Bellator guys, but number one. We can't even watch Bellator in Canada on TV, so I'm not able to see all this stuff. Um, and number two, I, quite frankly, Bellator, I mean, I like Bellator, but man, the fact of the matter is, guys, it's just showing the lack of depth when you have fighters like that. People don't even – guys who cover the sport for a living, Marcel. Like, Marcel, who's this guy, Franz Mwabu? And yeah, that's a, that's an SBG guy. Who's Jornal Lugo? Who's that? I don't – I've heard about it. I, I, Thank you. Many you heard about it. Thank you. But, I mean – you know what? What annoys me as a Dutch Dutch guy is that Liz Carmouche is above Denise Kielholz in the in the rankings. I mean, Kielholz has like three or four wins lately, all by finish against solid competition. Carmouche has one win against Diana Bennett, yeah, I and don't... they put her above her. Doesn't I mean it doesn't. I also Valerie Lareda, man, in the top ten. Like who's what the hell? She's three and zero. Where did she beat? Who's Mandy Bohm? I don't even know who that is. Uh, she's also German. Mandy Bohm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't we don't really get the European events. Like, I do sound a little bit ignorant, guys. I get it, especially for guys oh, from the sport. But I, I, that's not I disagree. Good. Yeah, I disagree that you sound ignorant. Absolutely not, man. I appreciate. I it. mean, yeah, the, there are some. Listen, Bellator hasn't have the depth that the UFC has. You know, um, that's why they also didn't do a top fifteen. They're like, oh, let's do a top ten. It should have been It would, would have been a lot better. Yeah. Because then you you wouldn't have someone like look it would stop right there and they'd be okay you know like even this divi this division's really good their bantamweight division is very good I will give them that and the same with yeah. their featherweights Mads Burnell is very underrated by the way number ten this JJ Wilson guy should not be ranked above Mads Burnell I'll tell you that right now but but tell me uh, uh, an organization which don't have a good bantamweight division it's like one of the yeah, best divisions they've got some comments here um, personally I like the rankings always the build promotions corrupt them but I like the structure lines divisions yeah for sure. 
Austin Vanderford, number three in the world. Wow. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Used to work with Alfie Davis and Marvin Tory in London shop. No way. That's awesome. Dude, Alfie's very nice. I was only Marvin and was a bit scared for my life. That's awesome. <laughs> for sure. Like I said, after I I, I after I saw the rankings, I, I obviously looked at his topology. I see he's 4-0 in Bellator on the Bellator European Series cards. I don't watch those cards, though. I'll be completely honest. I'm not able to, you know? So there's only so much time in the day, guys. I work like set, I work about 60 to 70 hours a week, maybe 80 hours a week sometimes, literally. So I can't watch it all, you know, and unfortunately, especially when, Marcel, they make it so hard for us to watch, you know? Same. We also don't have a broadcast deal. Yeah, we have to wait until the day after. Work on that. They told us last year we're going to get a better broadcast on Canada. Nothing, Marcel. So, yeah, so there's ways to obviously find it on the internet, guys. But quite frankly, every Saturday I watch the UFC with my fiance. Every Friday night, I don't think I can watch with Bell, uh, Bellator. Sometimes she'll let me, but she's like, hey, you got to spend some time with me too, right? You got to pick and choose a little bit too, guys, you know? Um, I just think when Bellator, you know, you look at some of these top tens, it's like it doesn't get you too excited, Marcel. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. like Bellator. I don't want to bash them too much, but it just it doesn't seem like the big leagues that much. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems like a minor league a little bit. What do you think? I mean, they, uh, yeah, I agree. You have your Amanda Bell, seven and seven. She's number eight in the world at featherweight. I mean, it's almost like glory rankings, man, where they had girls were were like uh, oh and three in glory, and they had them uh, like uh, ranked number nine. Yeah. I mean. If you don't have the if you don't have the fighters to rank, go with the top five. Even go with the top six or a top seven. You know, I don't care. I think top but, five I mean, are better. Yeah, I'm not yeah. against the rankings in general. Having them, like I understand that's just something pros do, but I just don't think they have the depth to do top ten. I, I really don't. And, and they have a lot of capable people in it. They have Nolan King. They have John Morgan. They have another guy from Junkie. They got Joe McDonough, I think. They have Shaquille Majuriev in it. Uh, they have uh, one person in it that I don't respect, so I don't going to give the name. But they have, they have a lot of yeah. They have a lot of persons, uh, people in it that I respect and I think are really good. So I mean, yeah. yeah I I don't think they did the. I think they're 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 decent. I don't think they're terrible. I just again, it's not that they the rankings are a bad job. It's just they're just not enough depth to be doing top ten in Bellator right now. Maybe next year, maybe in two years, but right now I don't see it. You know. And sure, I questioned Bellator a lot for recruiting old UFC drops. Tyler Lewis Cockroach made Bellator uh, profitable. Did I mean I, I I thought they were losing money? But if you're saying they're they're making it, that's good. Austin Manford, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in those videos with her. I haven't not that I've been on there, but actually I saw someone that I don't know if that's true because there's a guy on on YouTube. James sent me the link. My my boy James Lynch. The guy's like I I subscribed to Paige Van Zandt. I think he subscribed to it, and she's not naked on it actually. So I think you're wrong, Kenshiro. She's actually not. Daniel Edwards, Dalton needs to work on their YouTube. Dude, I agree completely with this too. Like I asked Cole today, I was like, hey Cole, does Bellator have a fight pass? Dude, they don't have a fight pass, right? Like, is there a way to watch little fights aside from their YouTube channel? No, that's a problem too, man. You know, I'd like for them to be more on the ball when it comes to that kind of thing, like social media, YouTube, and just getting like those channels. I think they have an app, but it's not like I've used it. Um, anyways, listen, obviously we can talk about the rankings till the, till the cow come home, but let's go to talk about some, uh, some fights quickly, Marcel, on your page. There's a few fight announcements, and we'll get out of here, okay? Yeah, sure. We've got less than 10 minutes, guys. If you guys want to ask any questions, uh, in there. Not, not too many fight announcements, I think. No, just a few. I have three right now. So yeah. this fight, I am glad they booked this fight because Lauren Murphy did not deserve a title shot whatsoever. I'm not sure why she thought she deserved a title shot. Not that I have a problem with her as a fighter. I think she's pretty good. But, you know, she just beat this girl, um, Lilia Shakarova, never fought in the UFC, Marcel. She wanted a title shot off that. Come on. 
No way. It's not her. It's honestly not her fault, right? She was supposed to fight Cynthia Cavillo, yeah. and uh, Cavillo had COVID, so, had to, so she had to pull out. Yeah. And uh, Murphy wanted to stay active. She asked for a replacement. So you can't really blame her on that, man, I think. But, um, yeah. I mean, if she wins this one, she will probably get a title. Yeah, yeah I agree because, with that. Uh, I think the UFC is saying the same thing I did. And it's like, that's not a good enough win. You have to fight one more time. Um, and this is a tough fight, man. I mean, JoJo is definitely solid, and she looked good in her last fight. It looked really good. So... Yeah, it's I like perfect. Fight. Yeah, it's a good matchup. Winner probably you know, title shot. You know why it's perfect? Because Murphy wants a title shot, and Calderwood was supposed to get the title shot before COVID yeah. hit. Yeah, and uh, she lost it to Maya. So it's perfect. The winner of this one gets the title shot. I agree. Let's just come more. Omar Ekman on Brad Tavares. This is a really good fight. Uh, <laughs> man, like this, it's probably going to take place against the fence. If I had to guess, they're just going to push each other against the cage for three rounds. If I had to guess, Marcel, that's kind of how Brad Tavares fights and kind of how Omari, Omari fights, kind of gritty fights. Um, I don't really have a strong lean here. I got to be honest. What are you, what are you thinking? Say, man, this is that uh, that middleweight top top ten, top fifteen match that can beat each other by split decision, either yep. for your split or unanimous decision. <laughs> so written all over it, eh? This one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're both they're both good fighters for sure. And then this is the last one: Tony Gravely, Anthony Burchak. Um, Gravely's supposed to fight Nate Manis, but the fight was uh, scratched. I don't know if Nate's going to fight Yanez or if, or if he's going to fight Davy Grant or now he's talking about Randy Costa. So any of those fighters? Um, got a few more minutes, guys. Actually, uh, I got to get out of here. Maybe we'll just end it quickly today, um, like five minutes quickly. I got to go to the bathroom actually. So get this last comment from Marcus uh, Belter and easy leadership song with Coker. Coker had a gold mine with strike force. I agree with that too. Yeah, I think we're going to end it early, guys. I got to go to the bathroom. So. Um, yeah, I know. Hey, you did to me last week, Marcel. Was like, <laughs> I was like he was like, you could see it in Marcel's face. He was like, and then he does, I'm like, hey, Marcel, you want to talk a few minutes? He's like, no, I got to go to the bathroom. So that's what happened in the live stream. I got to end in five minutes. Early, no big deal. But I will be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. with you, Marcel. You're going to be back with me, 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, guys. Um, oh, this is the last question. The last one for the day. Thoughts on Patty Pumpkin? Great signing. Love it. Great signing, man. Um, this guy is an exciting fighter. Uh, big name in Europe. I don't know who's going to fight. Uh, someone lower ranked at one, not someone ranked in the top 15 at 155, someone in the bottom, uh, you know, someone who has one or two fights in the UFC. He's only 26 years old. He's a young guy. Any thoughts on that before we get out of here? Yeah, man, the fifth Beatle. Let's see. I'm, uh, yeah, I know. One sent me a message and was like, uh, yo, this guy looks like a surfer. He doesn't look like a fighter. And someone was like, dude, Uriah Faber looks like a surfer and was the champion. Yeah. So don't judge him off his looks. But uh, yeah. All right, Marcel, plug your stuff. Let's get out of here, man. Big Marcel 24 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow MMADNA.nl on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. There you go. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMMattermartin. Uh, podcast, MMAodsbreaker.com. It's our YouTube channel, as you guys know. And then all the links there for the other uh, places you can find it are there as well, underneath in the description. Um, I'm also at BJPen.com. Elite Fantasy, Elite Betting. Had a great weekend. I won a couple units, so it was awesome. Uh, what else? M my MMA News, MMA Ratings. Got a bunch of places, man. And uh, yeah. Be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern with Mr. Marcel. We'll talk about anything you guys want, and we'll talk about uh, love and me.